Holy Candy Crush. How did you know? Oh my god, I'm transparent. <laughs> As promised, no, uh, my hair is unadorned and I have no makeup on, so I look like a swamp monster today. <laughs> Hang on, I'm getting your picture out. There. It's no frills day. No frills day. <laughs> I need several of those in a row. <laughs> what about you? How are you? Eh. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you got some things going on, huh? Yeah. Hmm. We're, uh, I, I decided to take half day off tomorrow and take off Friday just to... Yeah. I need time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then will you have the weekend off too? Yeah. Yeah. And then start back on Monday? Mm-hmm. That'll be good. Yeah. That'll be good. It's good for you. Be normal again. Yeah. New normal. <laughs> Whatever that <note> is. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> I've been watching clips. In fact, I think when we when I post this episode in the show notes, I'm going to put a clip um, because you have this perfect little list of all of the people who requested different characters. Um, so I think I'm going to make just a list of links to like little clips of the best of. So you read through the list. I'm going to cut that thing out because I didn't know how to say that name. <laughs> so let's see. We have. All right. So Camille gave us Maximus and Pascal. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel did Hey Hey. Which I'm very excited for. I love Hey Hey. Um, Chelly had um, Mushu and is it Cricky? Cricky? Cricky. Cricky. I never mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Laura gave us Sebastian and Scuttle from mm-hmm. Um Ashley said the cockroach from Wally. That one I'm really excited about too. I have a, uh, let's see, Katie gave a Sebastian and Flounder mm-hmm. from uh, Little Mermaid. Um, Calypso had Miko and Flit from mm-hmm. Pocahontas. And Pascal and Maximus, another vote for yeah. Pascal and Maximus. From Brightly Tango. They're awesome. Um, Holly had Zazu. I love um, it. Lion King. I have things to say. When, I, when we get to Zazu. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim had Timon and Pumbaa from Lion King. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Diamond, but her, Sierra um, gave us Thumper and Flower from mm-hmm. Bambi. And um, Amy had Sebastian and Shocking Gus Gus as oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Little Mermaid and Cinderella, respectively. Yeah. Um, least favorite being Flotsam and Jetsam. Jetsam. Yeah, we gotta we gotta hit those two. Those two little yeah. freaks. So should we go? Should we start with Maximus and Pascal? They're the first, and we also got two votes. So I mean, I feel like they're number one here. Yes. Yes. I love them. So here's what I love about Maximus. He is the difference between him. And Flynn uh, is the difference between fancy pants and regular britches. That's that was my thought when I was watching little clips of them. 
I just love him because like Maximus doesn't even have to talk. It's all in the face. Yeah. He's very, he's adept at physical comedy. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) There's one very expressive force. (laughs) And I love his expressions. He, I like, I, I, uh, I identify with him. He's just like frustrated by the whole thing. He's like, why is everybody dumb? And why can't we just solve this problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the smartest one in the room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does not get the credit that he is due, except here, no. because I, I adore Maximus. Pascal. I So Tangled is one of those Disney movies that came out when I was like, I would have been in college. Um, and I, I didn't watch it until I had kids. So I had a little lapse there, you know, where I didn't watch a lot of Disney. And then when I had kids, I started watching again and kind of caught up. And Tangled is one of my favorite because of Pascal. First of all, I love the name. I love the reference. Um, and I, I love the character. I love that it's a little reptile, a little chameleon. That was a different, that was a new thing for me. And another one who didn't have to talk everything mm-hmm. in the face. Yeah. I've had, so over the years, we've always had cats. Like when I was a kid, we we had barn cats and now we've always, there's always a stray cat at my house. And right now there are three of them and I I don't know why, but they flock to my home probably because I can't help but feed them um, (laughs) when they find their way inside. Um, But I've had cats that are like Pascal. Like they just look at me and they know, they know the internal struggle that I'm having. And they're just like, like they just, they're, I've had sidekick cats. I have. Mm-hmm. and pascal reminds me of them <laughs> i love him i need one like him mm-hmm. if you were gonna have a disney sidekick like if you were you're a disney princess now what's your sidekick oh gosh oh. i don't know like I would say either a horse or a dog. Horse or a dog? Yeah. Um, I have, why a horse or a dog? Because I always want to ride a horse. And to ride a horse and have a horse be your friend too. Have you not ever ridden a horse? No. Well, you need to come to my house. Have I ridden one before? (laughs) No, I've never actually never ridden a horse. I think I, no, I didn't. I'm trying to think. I like. I don't know why I had like this false memory that I did, but I don't. I don't think I've ever ridden a horse. <laughs> oh my gosh! You you need to come to my house. We. I think that's why I'm so restless around people because the better part of my uh, like late childhood and early teen years were spent alone in the woods on a horse, and I think that's why I can't tolerate being um, social at all now. <laughs> I think it ruined me. <laughs> Well, you know, it's like because animals are unconditional too. Yeah, they um they don't make any preconceptions of you when they see you. It's just like, oh, hey, a person. Oh, you're gonna scratch it's, my head. Oh, you're gonna give me food. Okay, I love you. It's that- so easy. It's so easy. There's no like bullshit that you gotta wade through, and you yep. know. There are very clear and concrete like boundaries and um, expectations 
you know, especially with horses and riding, um, you know, in order to be safe, you have to treat your horse a certain way. You have to develop a rapport with your animal. And it's just such a cool, I, but I never see, I can develop a rapport with a Clydesdale, but not with a human being now. So it's a, there's a deficit now because of that. <laughs> I should have diversified my uh, interactions portfolio when I was a kid. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> So. Animals are better anyway. <laughs> Reindeers are better than people. Exactly. Yes, that's my favorite Disney song, by the way. Favorite. <laughs> I mean, of all, there's nothing that can ever even compare to it. If I am now a Disney princess and my sidekick, I'm going to read just a tiny little thing. If you go to Google and type maned wolf, M-A-N-E-D, maned wolf, this thing looks like a giraffe and a fox and like, something from resident evil all in one it's bananas um but just to give you a quick overview these things are like a a freaking mythical beast a solitary animal with long thin legs and dense reddish coat uh the maned wolf derives its name from the characteristic mane on its neck which stands erect when it senses danger and both female and male maned wolves use their urine to communicate um to try to mark their hunting paths or places uh, where they have hunted or buried prey. What what they don't tell you, what is most interesting about their urine, uh, uh, yes, there is facts about the maned wolf's urine. Uh, it smells like weed. It smells like weed. Um, like strong skunk bud. Uh, so I need one uh, to accompany me through life because this thing is so fucking weird uh, that I need one in my life. And I need to have it be my friend. <laughs> so that's my answer. It's, you gotta look it up. And the sound. They call it, you know what they call the the like what the scientists, the maned wolf scientists call its vocalization? What? A roar bark. <laughs> roar bark. Dude, this thing is me. If I were an animal, this would be me. I need one. I don't know if you can domesticate them, but I definitely want to live where they live. At least I want them in my backyard. I'd feed them. You got I'm going to put that in our list of clips. It looks interesting. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for you to hear the noise. I wish I could see your face. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. We, we need to get you a Maximus. You need a Maximus of your own. Yeah. As I'm sitting here in my little Sebastian shirt. I see. I'm, uh, yeah, little Sebastian. I'm I haven't little- watched all of Parks and Rec. I've only seen very, like, snippets. But now I want to see that episode for sure. I, I got to it the other night and I said, oh, the, the little Sebastian t-shirts. I, I forgot the NBC store had them. And uh, hang on, because this there's a device that's ringing. Okay, now it's gone. I'm in my stepdad's office, and there's something plugged in, and it just started ringing like a phone. But it looks like a I don't know. <laughs> it's like a space station up here. Go ahead. What were you saying? Um, yes, yeah, so I was watching that episode um, from the Harvest Festival, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody had their little Sebastian shirts on. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I went and I found it at Amazon. And my husband's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, 
I need this t-shirt like now. <laughs> Didn't you just post that you bought another t-shirt or was that the this one you were talking one. about? This is the one. Oh, okay. That is adorable. <laughs> I, I remember I saw you posted something about, did I just spend money on a t-shirt? Yes, I did. So I'm like, okay, now I need to get the pony goddesses. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should go back and rewatch. See, I used to be able to watch The Office. I loved The Office. It was one of my favorite shows. But as I've gotten older and gained more more self-awareness as to what I look like to other people, uh, it makes me real paranoid that like I'm probably Meredith. And so I have a hard time with shows like The Office and Parks and Rec because I'm like, no one's laughing with this character, but that's who I am. And it makes me real. I can't take it for too long. It, it makes me way too self-conscious to watch those shows. Cause I'm like, that's pretty much the level of cartoon that I'm at right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. I'm up to season five. Season five? Yeah. I think I'm up to season five. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I'm like watching a season and I, I just, I just, I put it on and let it go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? April Ludgate helps though, because She's the one character out of all those shows that wouldn't even give a crap if you were making fun of her. So no. she, I, need to, I need to ingest more of her. That sounded weird. I need to um, absorb more <laughs> of her energy <laughs> uh, because she don't give a shit. She had a, a, um, um, an adopt-a-pet drive Um the ones I was watching last night because they were shutting down the, the animal shelter. So she decided to, well, they made her um, <laughs> run the, the pet thing. And she was like, this is something that I actually want to do. <laughs> yeah. I actually want to work. Yeah. Because it involves animals mm -hmm. more so than it does people. See? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love her. She's awesome. My girl. <laughs> I'm excited to discuss Hey Hey. Yes. Hey Hey, the chicken. He is so perfect. So perfect. Everything about Hey Hey, I love. Um, just every single thing. I, I don't know where to start. I'm, I feel like they're, I'm just mesmerized by the thought of him. What are, what are some of your thoughts on Hey Hey? Hey Hey and that scream. Um, <laughs> so um, back in the before times when we actually used to work in offices, mm -hmm. um, the team that sat next to mine had um, a Hey Hey mm -hmm. a doll kind of a thing. And um, so they would push the button and make the thing scream. Um, and <laughs> Hang on. I got to find, I got to find a clip of Hey, Hey, screaming if I can. You keep talking, I'm, but I'm not ignoring you. That's all I want. So like, we had, um, you know, we'd be on the phone with our doctors or, you know, insurance carriers or whatever. Yeah. And they would hit the button and you would just hear this blood curdling <laughs> in the <laughs> sound. This is the sound. This is the sound. Are we ready? Hey, hey. 
That's the hey hey sound. Yes. That's kind of what my one rooster sounded like before we ate him. He was loud in the morning. I have two Brahmas right now and they are not dicks at all. I will never eat those birds. They're like puppies in the yard. They're so cool. They have like murder talons. They have murder spurs on their ankles. They could gut me. These things are like four years old. So I bought them from somebody. Um, Four year old roosters with spurs. I mean, from the tip of my forefinger to the tip of my thumb, if you straightened it out, like they're just enormous, but I can walk through that yard. I went out there one day, somebody needed a couple hens for their rooster. And I said, come on up and get a couple. So we're out there with a box, just walking through the flock, picking up birds, picking up their, their females and just sticking them in a cardboard box. And they were like, all right, which I mean, kind of defeats the point of having a rooster. Cause really he's there to help protect against predators. But I think he just knows that I'm not a predator because I feed him. <laughs> He's cool with it. He's like, all right, well, whatever. It's the <laughs> price of living in a civilized society. He understands. <laughs> Sometimes they take a couple of your girls and that's okay. It's, it's all right. As long as he has a more. <laughs> they have a very like refined cockadoodle do too. They sound very, um, they sound like artisan French chickens from the French countryside. They sound very fancy and very, this other guy, he sounded like, hey, hey, he sounded like he was freaking out. I don't know. He was gross. He would, I would park, I would drive my car home and park in my driveway and he knew the sound of my car and he would come running from the backyard. I'd see him as I drove up the road, come and running up the backyard, coming around the house to try and get my ass before I could get in the door. He had to go. Murder rooster. Mm-hmm. He was the murder rooster, and then he was the murdered rooster, and then he was chicken and biscuits, and he was fucking delicious. Gotcha. Yep, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Who's the farmer now? Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. I don't know how we got onto the fact that I murdered my rooster for being a dick, but. Hey, Hey is the most perfect. I love Hey, Hey. He's so simple. And um, again, like once again with animals, always with animals, how easy it is, how easy, how straightforward your interactions are. And this has struck me through as I've watched all of these little clips of these different characters, like they're so much better. Reindeers are so much better than people, man. And I don't mean that in a horror. I like people. It's just, they tire me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, people disappoint you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more to consider. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, he's beautiful. He's so, so perfectly simple. It makes my heart happy. <laughs> Who else did we have? Did you, did, did you have more thoughts on Hey, Hey? No, he didn't really do a whole lot. He didn't. He ate rocks. Yeah. Um, which, you know, chickens do, but he would eat boulders, which, <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. It was. Hmm. He was he so walk, and then he'd throw it back up. <laughs> he was like just a. He. A lot of times there's like so many of the animal characters are like 
anthropomorphized to to seem like children, but he was an infant. Like he was a brand new baby. He was just like burp, 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 burp. I can do a good chicken noise. You want to hear my chicken noise? Go ahead. You ready? Okay. <clears throat> That's my chicken noise. <laughs> Hidden talent. You heard it here first. Simon Cowell, call me up. <laughs> God, that would be a fucking disaster, wouldn't it? <laughs> I feel like I could tell Simon Cowell about himself and make him cry, though. I feel like I could do it. I just don't care anymore. Hey, <laughs> mm. hey's fabulous. Who else do we have? Mushu and Cricky. So I had to go back and watch clips of Mushu and Cricky. Do you have um, more knowledge of these two than I do? I don't. I, it's been so long. That was one that I didn't watch. And I will tell you, Eddie Murphy, right, is Mushu? Yes. Anything that Eddie Murphy does, 100% a fan. I don't even need any background. I need no context. If Eddie Murphy is voicing an animal character, I 100% am on team that character. Oh, yeah. Him as Mushu and him as Donkey mm. in the shark movies. Mm-mm. I can't. I, I, yes. There's nothing. There's nothing that can compare to Eddie Murphy as an animal character. <laughs> So my, I don't know, do you have an internal monologue? Do you have like a voice in your head that you argue with? Like not a physical voice, but like in your head when you're talking to yourself, your self-talk, does it have a, a rhythm and a tone to it? Yep. Mine takes different forms depending on what kind of mood I'm on. But there are so many times where my brain is talking to me like Eddie Murphy talking to a character who's fucking it up. That's, that is the sound in my head so much of the time. Like, I it's... I love him. I love him. But now, what did Cricky contribute? Because he he didn't speak, right? So he was kind of like um, Pascal or the cockroach in Wally. He didn't speak, but he was still a character. And I I need to go back and really rewatch because the clip I didn't get much of a sense of like what he contributed. Um, but I, I get the sense that he definitely was cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I go back and find out what he's all about. Yeah, I have to get back to Mulan. It's been so long. And I've been waiting because I want to watch the live action one. So it's just, it's got to be a night when the girls are home and we can, you know, I'll sit down and and get along enough to watch a movie. But I've been waiting to do that. I haven't seen any of the, I saw the live action Aladdin. I wasn't thrilled um, with the live action remakes. So I never took the time to go see the Lion King. Mm -hmm. Did you see it? No, not the live one. I just feel like, um, if I were a kid right now, that would be the shit. But for me, it's always going to be the the 90s animation style. For me, that's Disney. Yep. Always. Yeah. Shun hmm. Cricky, who else do we have? Sebastian and Scuttle. Oh, my God. Now we have Sebastian. Let's group our Little Mermaid people. We've got Sebastian, Scuttle, Flounder, Flotsam, and Jetsam, right? 
Yep. Yep. Sebastian. I <sighs> Little Mermaid is the first movie that I saw in theaters. And I, I, it's the first movie that I remember making an impression on me or sticking with me in any way. And I remember being very young and mesmerized because I come from rural Appalachian, Pennsylvania. Like I had never heard a Jamaican accent. And I was like, my brain, like parts of my brain, I think lit up. And I've always, always, it's like a, it's, it's like a pleasure response in my brain when I hear a cool voice or a certain accent or just the way someone puts words together. And I think that Sebastian might've like activated that, that little mutation in my brain. It's a whole thing. Like I can feel it. Like when you eat something really good and your brain kind of lights up, you can feel the chocolate hitting your neurons. That's when I hear Sebastian. <laughs> He's so cool. It's so cool. He's, uh, you know, his job, Zazu's job, who else? Like these caretaker animals who are like in charge of like managing behaviors that parents should really be dealing with. Jiminy Cricket too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like trying to be the conscience, I guess. Yeah. My conscience is like Zazu, but Sebastian too, kind of a little bit, I guess. He's just tired. It's just like, this is, I feel like. Sebastian's slogan for life would be like, this is not how I saw my thirties. You know, what the fuck have I done with my life? But then he's got this like sweet, like he loves Ariel, obviously like, but he's just so fucking tired of the bullshit, you know? And it, I, I get it, man. I feel him in my soul. It's like, why do I have to chase her around and try to get the dude to kiss her? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. he's But he's kind of an enabler, too. Like, if he were doing his job, just like Zazu, if he were doing his job, he would have gone tattled. That was his job. Now, as a parent, I'm not impressed with the service I've received for whatever payment they were receiving, whatever their situation was. You know, not Zazu would take care of the cubs and in exchange they wouldn't eat him. I feel like maybe he didn't hold up the, his end of that deal as as uh, Mufasa, you know? Yep. Uh, and I know we're not on the Lion King, but as King Triton as well, same thing. If I'm going to delegate my parenting obligations and responsibilities to you, I expect 100% full service, 24-7. He let her go to the Sea Witch because he wasn't paying attention. He showed weakness. He showed weakness. And I, I feel like if I were going to, if I were going to delegate my parenting responsibilities, like King Triton to someone like Sebastian, it would be because I would have a hard time saying no, you know, it would be because I want somebody else to do that ugly stuff for me, which is another reason it's unforgivable if that doesn't happen. Cause I'm definitely not going to be accountable for parenting my kids. <laughs> so uh, you're fired, but <laughs> As Ariel, when I take the when I take the you know point of view and perspective of Ariel, she has like such a good ally in him. Oh yeah, definitely. Hmm. He was cool. It was easier to go through him than go directly to her father. <laughs> yeah, he's like a liaison. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you ever feel like Sebastian as a mom? Yeah. <laughs> Do you? I feel like, I don't know. I just, when I listen to you talk and I see you interact or I see you post, I feel like you don't have a, I know it's not true. This is just my brain being an idiot and telling me dumb lies. But I feel like you're one of those women that's just like, this is easy. We got this. But no. I, I Sometimes it like, I'll try to, I'll try to tell myself that it's easy. Like <laughs> all those years of um, doing stuff for them, like get be living in my car and driving here, there and everywhere to get everybody where they needed to be for activities and whatever. And, um, and as hard as that was, I would always be like, it's not a problem. Yeah. It's fine. In my head, I'm like, I just want to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't see, you're better at not externalizing that than I am. <laughs> If I'm frustrated, everybody knows it. And I don't mean it personally, but I'm in a bad mood. So just be aware. It's not about you. I fully admit. I, I tell my kids, I am in a shitty mood. It has nothing to do with you, but I'm not feeling happy right now. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like Sebastian. I'm like, God damn it, kid. Why? Why? Hmm. like i love scuttle oh god (laughs) bringing those little trinkets Mm -hmm. and all his little names and he's such a bullshitter he's 100 percent full of shit every time every time and he knows it he's a used car salesman (laughs) yes he's such a shit and he knows it and it's fine he's wonder he's perfect just the shitty way he is i love it like he lies and it's everybody knows it and it's my favorite thing about him now because he's so unapologetic about it he's the perfect seagull (laughs) yeah oh yeah they're like rats with wings yeah we used to go to we had a store um in lakewood which is past the new york state line when i was a kid and it was like friday night got off the bus Everybody would be together. We'd get in the car. We'd go to Jamestown for the day. We'd like shop at Hills. And it was just a department store. It was like a Walmart, you know, before there ever was a Walmart. And uh, there were seagulls in the parking lot and they had a snack bar. So like you could get a soft pretzel or a slushy or a bag of popcorn. And we would always get a bag of popcorn and feed the seagulls before I had such strong views as I do now about appropriate foods for wild birds. Uh, but yeah, back in the day, they would like attack you. You'd come out. And they'd be dive bombing you, trying to get whatever you had. They're thugs. Bastards. <laughs> they are. But, but the, the, the fact that they're so shitty is what's so funny and cool about them. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> they're like, this is how I am, and it's fine. And you're like, it is. It is fine. You're horrible. But I love you anyway. I can't help it. He still cared. <laughs> yeah. He just had this, like, oh, he just is so, I, I picture Steve Martin in my head. When I picture Scuttle, like if Scuttle were an actual person who was actually alive, it would be Steve Martin. Right? That right? Yeah. Yes. And it, Steve Martin is just deep in my heart, deep in my heart with Bill Murray, um, the two of them together. Oh my God. I can't, uh, it's perfect. Perfect comedy style. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Flounder was just a pushover. <laughs> Flounder was just an extra kid. He was like a sibling almost, or like the neighbor yeah. kid. Like, where were Flounder's parents? They were just like, go play with Triton's kid. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I don't, maybe it's a, maybe it's just like a nature thing. Maybe those kind of fish just, you know, let their babies die. But luckily, Ariel adopted them because holy shit. Yeah. Jerry out there. He wouldn't have made it by himself. Mm-mm. No. But he's like a puppy. He's almost like their puppy. You yeah. know? Yeah. He's loyal companion. <laughs> <laughs> I always loved like how buoyant he is. Because when he sits on the he sits on the water like a duck. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> Physics of Disney are fascinating, aren't they? Somebody should be sciencing this and making it happen. All the things that happen. Yeah. I want the ocean to talk to me and like interact with me. Wait, it doesn't Moana, so we need to get Yeah. We need to get these guys on the physics. Yeah. Like Blossom and Jets on that was they were perfect. Um What's it called? The anima the antagonist? No, the uh the um animals as people. Oh, anthropomorphizing. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they were you pick your you know, eels are slimy and not nice yeah. and yeah. They, they were perfect. I've always been really sensitive to like when I remember being a kid and thinking, I love the shape of how like their chins dip up and like into like the the physical lines of the animation or of the of the drawing or just the shape of their faces or I don't know and even like real eels they're gross and weird but I kind of can't stop looking at them because they're just so fascinating the way they God it's oh it's so weird and grotesque and I love it I can't, <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> I remember being a kid and we would go, like if we went to a pet store and there was an aquarium section, I would just, I could stand there even now as an adult, if I had a whole day to just go to the aquarium and watch the fish. That's why I love diving. See them right, right up close. Oh my God. It's, they're so weird. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Cause their whole mechanics of their movement is just, it, it's beautiful. At the same time, they're they're, they're revolting creature, but they're like it's revolting. Beautiful. They're revoltingly beautiful. It's so weird, <laughs> stunningly grotesque. You know exactly. <laughs> oh. but their behavior is just one hundred percent grotesque. Like awful, okay. awful. They're just the classic villains, like two dimensional. <laughs> no explanation we're just i don't think they had any trauma in their background they just were born and they were like you know what i want to ruin some lives today and that's just what they set out to do it's like have you ever seen a good eel before no i feel like and that's horrible isn't i mean there must be some wonderful lovely humanitarian eels out there and we are all just so close-minded and prejudiced against them now thanks disney (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's going to be a protest somewhere now in like California. Somebody is going to have signs 
at an intersection. <laughs> Heal awareness. Save the humanitarian evils. Yeah. They're not bad. They're just ugly. I'm misunderstood. Misunderstood. Different strokes for different folks, you know? So lovable. <laughs> We're not all like flotsam and jetsam. God. There's some nice ones. <laughs> the cockroach from Wally. <sighs> My heart. I can't. I feel like Wally. Even surrounded by people, I feel like Wally. Like there's just, there are days where I feel like I don't even, I'm in a different parallel universe and I'm just like floating through this dimension, but I don't belong here. And I feel like completely isolated. And Wally's cockroach is my chickens and my turkeys. Yes. I just go outside with a handful of food. They're with me. Everything's fine. They're so perfect. And so is the cockroach. He warms my heart. Like he makes me feel like oh, I can take a deep breath and relax. Like I don't know what it is about that relationship, but I've always loved Wally too. <laughs> have you? That's one of those movies that I still have to see. Oh no! Yeah, you got to get on. You got to see it. Oh my gosh, Wally is such a such a benevolent little perfect creature. He's so sweet and curious and, you know, he's like in this horrible circumstance, but he just gets up every day and still just keeps going. And he's amazing. I love Wally. Oh my God. I'm definitely going to have to watch that this weekend. I feel like I want to protect Wally. Wally's very childlike kind of very naive and just, you know, nostalgic and sweet and kind. And I want to protect him from this horrible world. I need a Wally just to protect. <laughs> I need that Wally. Give him a hug. He's so cute. I can't stand it. <laughs> I'm 100% on board with the, with the Wally and the cockroach. <sighs> Who else do we have? Miko and Flit. Holy crap. Did you have, if I'm like skipping over you, I, cause I just barge into conversations and I just, I guess I just assume that other people are going to, but I feel like maybe I need to remind you, like, you can just interrupt me and start talking. All good. What are your thoughts on me going flit? I just watched this last week for the first time in like forever. Um, and now I don't remember. <laughs> now you don't remember it. I, so this is another one. So I've gone through transitions in my life, like, um, like the tangled stuff and, and all that era I came back to when I had kids. Um, Pocahontas, even the Lion King, I think the Lion King might be like one of the last ones that I kind of got into before I sort of aged up and thought that I had outgrown that kind of thing. You know, that, that kind of movie. Um, I started reading a lot, too, because I had taken a literature class. And that's when I just, I, it, the, I was exposed to so much classic literature. And I completely got away from movies for a long time. I was maybe 12, 13. And I just started reading all, 
all of the books that you have to read in high school. Just, I couldn't stop. And I, so I got away from Disney at that point. And I, I, but I remember watching Pocahontas and I remember loving Miko, the raccoon, but it's just because, and it's part of where I live too, like Pennsylvania, we have raccoons everywhere and they're so present and you kind of, you're very aware of their social. It's like watching the family next door, you know, raccoons are so funny. I love the raccoons around here. Their little thumbs, and they 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 wash their hands, and they're so like they'll if you try to go near them, they'll chew your face off without a second thought. But they're also kind of like, we're cool. Just you stay over there, and all it's they're so cute. Like <laughs> they're like little cats. I just love them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I get very excited. Yeah, like I, Pocahontas was one of those that it, it, it may sound pretentious, but like I didn't want to get into it because of the whole Pocahontas story. Like, please don't whitewash. Yeah, Pocahontas. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah watching it now was like the first time I'd seen it in a long time. Yeah. And I feel like it is awkward and uncomfortable in that way. It's an awkward and uncomfortable one to watch. Cause you're like, eh, mm, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Like I, I my kids watch it and I want to jump in and I want to be like, now, you know, but I have to remind myself they're eight and they don't care. They just want to see. Yeah. The movie. It's like it's hard. Young and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a hard time not imposing that all of that on it. Even when my kids are, I have to. I have to walk away. There's so many opinions, and it's. <laughs> they have no value in that context, so I have to just walk away so that they don't come out of my mouth. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be that way. Do you feel that? Do you ever have that experience? You're like, ugh, and the things, even with politics. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to care. And I don't want to have an opinion, but I do. And I can't not. Exactly. It's like, I, I, I can't shut up. I have to, I have to say something. And yeah, yeah. it's it's like when you're driving across a bridge and you know you would never drive off the edge, but like, oh, it's just, I gotta look, I gotta look. And I'm like, <laughs> you're trying to, it's like a moth to a flame, man. I'm gonna just open my mouth and let it all fall out. Like, I just don't <laughs> I can't. I've accepted it about myself. Though. Like, I'm okay with that about myself now. There was a time when I was like really embarrassed, <laughs> but now I'm just loud and obnoxious. Yeah. It's like, if this is me, take it or leave it. You don't have to, you don't have to like me, but this is how I am. And Fine. I'm going to say what I think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't like what I have to say, then you're not my people. Yeah, dude. You, 
go way over there with that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. And I'll stay way over here with mine. This is my bullshit, my bullshit zone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be here. <laughs> I enjoy my bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of my bullshit. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. Miko and Flip. Now, my grandmother, so hummingbirds are a huge thing in my family. Do you guys have any, like, do you have any hummingbird associations or thoughts? Not really so much here, but, like, um, when we go down to Chincoteague on vacation, um, the one restaurant that we go to at the Bay has, like, a whole bunch of hummingbird feeders on the other side of the windows, like, when we sit in the dining room, which is on the Bay. And so you can sit there at dinner and just watch the hummingbirds, like, flock. (laughs) I love it. They are very cool. They are so cool. My grandmother, my dad's mom, I don't talk about them a lot. They don't figure hugely in my just random, you know, running thoughts. But she was obsessed with hummingbirds. Like, she loved them. She And she was a super creative lady, too. She would cross-stitch. She did this thing called schneer and schnitt. So like little teeny tiny nose hair scissors, teeny tiny little scissors and black paper. And you would cut out a silhouette in such fine detail. And she would sew and she would do all that kind of stuff. And it was always, there was always hummingbirds always. And so my aunt Dot, who was from Ipswich, um, she, when she married my uncle, he was over there in the service and then he came back and he brought back a car and a wife. Um, and my aunt thought is so cool, but she's, she kind of adopted that hummingbird love, you know? So, and I've always loved both of those women. So anytime I see a hummingbird, I'm like, Oh, we have them at my house. There's a ton of them. I don't know why I don't feed them. They just like it there. <laughs> yeah. I wish we had more around here. She get a feeder. Maybe seen one or two. Since we've been out here in the suburbs, but never in the city. Aww. They're cool. Flit, Flit is another one of these characters. He didn't talk, but he had a very clear personality. And he was almost more like the sidekick, whereas it's almost like they paired the sidekick with the conscience and externalized both of those two, like the angel and the devil, in mm-hmm. several movies, didn't they? I'm just yeah. recognizing that. Yeah. You had your your non-verbal animal character who was kind of the um, instigator and then your verbal or otherwise cautionary. Yep. Yeah, anyway, there was two of them. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Ah, We learned something. I'm on to you, Walt. (laughs) I see what you did there. I approve. Well done. A plus. Who else do we have? Zazu. I mean, I, I, parenting is for me. It's Zazu. That's the most bare bones distillation of how I feel about Zazu. That's me as a mom. Yeah. I love the song. I love um, "Can't Wait to Be King" because Zazu's whole part is me as a mom. He's just bitching off to himself, and he's like, and then he just gets distracted by his own bitching, and the in the Cubs wander away and then he's got another problem to solve and he's exhausted of himself and everyone else and that's how I feel most of the time and he saw how Mufasa turned on him and like yeah 
Another one of those royal uh, lackeys that just got the complete, complete shaft. Indeed. <laughs> but couldn't stop loving the little bastards he was assigned to, you know? He's like, God damn it, I love you, but you're such a piece of crap. Why? <laughs> that is not how I feel about my kids. I do love my kids, and I don't think they're pieces of crap, but I think that their behavior is exhausting. That's all. For the sake of clarity. Totally get it. <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa, of course, are like, I these I love them. I don't think we have a conscience and a and an instigator though. I think they're both instigators. They're like playmates. <laughs> they're like, just let's just do the fun thing. Forget yeah. all that stuff. Like they didn't want him to go back and be king. It's like stay here and play with us. Yeah. Yeah. They're very childlike. Very <laughs> childlike. Which is fun. That's another one of those um when, when Disney turned them into a TV show. Oh, okay, yeah. And I don't think it's on, I don't think it's on Disney Plus, I have to look. But they had a show just called Timon and Pumbaa and it was hilarious. I'll check it out. <laughs> they were funny. They were so funny. I don't, Who did the voice of Timon? I want to say... It was Nathan Lane and let me study it. Let's go. Timon and Boomba. Not the TV show, I want the movie. Now this is the TV show. All right, I'm gonna go IMDb. Okay, so Timon was Nathan Lane. Okay, and Ernie Sabella played. I love Timon's voice and it was it still surprises me that I love it because it's very harsh it's very it's just hard edges and um very aggressive and um just pitch wise it's not something that I would normally tolerate well but something about the way Nathan Lane played him I was just like I, I go ahead you can talk you may speak <laughs> It's perfect. And the, the two of them and their little show numbers and <laughs> they're so funny. Oh my god. Lots of numbers. Lots of musical mm -hmm. numbers. Yeah. So many. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thumper and Flower. Oh my God. I said, so I'm 37, 38, around there. <laughs> I can't remember now. Um it's after 21, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, I said to someone who's quite a bit younger, I think he's like 24, 25, something about um, being Twitter-pated. And he looked at me and goes, what's Twitter-pated mean? And I was like, blasphemer? 
what? Unacceptable. You now have an assignment. Like he had no idea what Twitter pated meant. Twitter pated is, I cannot accept the loss of that word to, to new generations. It's a good word. <laughs> it's a perfect, perfect word. It's because <laughs> there are times when it's the only word that will work. The only one, you know? And I know I've heard, I've heard my mother and maybe my grandmother use it mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we got to bring that one back. We're bringing Twitter Pated back. In everyday casual conversation. <laughs> mission this week. <laughs> Use the word Twitter Pated in conversation as much as possible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Thumper and Flower were so cute. They always remind me of um I had as a kid I had the Fisher Price movie theater. Um where you had these big um like block things that had film inside of it and it had like movie clips. It didn't have sound, it just had mm-hmm. pictures. Um, so you would plug it into the movie theater machine thing and then you had to crank it to make the make it go. Yep. And the bit from um from Bambi that I had was them on the frozen lake. Oh, and yeah. them, you know, trying to get Bambi to come out on to the ice and, you know, Bambi falls all fours, you know, mm-hmm. spread eagle. Um, and I would, you know, crank it forward and then crank it back, crank it forward, like, and just watch it like that over and over and over again. <laughs> so cool. It's so cute. <laughs> I love it. But they, I just, I loved that flower one to name a skunk flower. <laughs> That's See, but that's what I would do. I would get an Irish wolfhound and name it Tiny. That's what I, that's the type of shit I do. You know, that's what I would do. <laughs> like it was so perfect. And it was so cute. And I loved Thumper. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's just, it's, it's a feeling. When he thumps, it's a feeling. Like I felt that way before. I just, if I had the motor coordination to thump like bumper, I would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like when a cat wiggles its butt because it's so excited and happy. That's, that's, oh. Yeah. Exactly. It's such a good feeling too. You're like, ooh. Like the, like the five guys guy. Five guys, burgers and fries. Oh my goodness. Oh my damn. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, dude. They would be singing damn if it wasn't a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, it would be. They would be. I'll tell you what though, uh that is a that is an era of Walt Disney that I think contributed to my depression. Like as a kid, I really was concerned and just devastated by that one. Fox and the Hound is one that I still don't like. I still can't watch Fox and the Hound. I can't do it. It's mm-hmm. so wrong. It's so bad. There's nothing there's nothing redeeming about it. No, it's, I was a hot 
massive mm-hmm. movies in the world. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I cannot do Fox and the Hound. Whew, I mean, Disney was fucking harsh back in the day. It was, okay. that was, whew, and I'm not one for like, let's ease up or let's soften the blow, but maybe let's soften it a little. I guess I have to backtrack on that a little bit because Disney took it to a whole new level and I am not on board. Mm-mm. Now I, I saw that movie one time. Never again. Nope. And I never want to be like, I never want to even think about it. Like I, ugh. no, like, like, um, like my mom and you used to like to watch old Yeller. No. Gosh, no. no. I've never seen it and I don't want to see it. No. It was no. one of those things that becomes a myth as a kid, like watching old yeller, old yeller or having to dissect a frog. Never did that either. I was like, you can there's your I'll take the F. I don't care. Like I'm not doing this. I'm just not. Mm. There's no need for this. I don't ever want to be a, a biologist. I don't need to see. I don't need to do this. So mm-hmm. now yeah. like as a kid, um, Black Cauldron traumatized me, but then you know, as an adult, I was like, you know what, I can watch this, I can handle it. The Fox and the Hound, even as an adult, I have no desire, none. I'm so way too sensitive for that shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could ruin me for like a week. That could really derail me having to think about having to watch that again. Like thinking about it, I'm okay. But like, if if I had to sit down and watch it, like that should be a punishment for shoplifting or something. <laughs> yeah. I can handle the the Disney books. Like Disney would put out books and they would put part of the movie in the book. Yeah. So when they did them as when they were little and they were friends. That was fine. I like that. It's the second half of the movie. Nope. Yeah. Uh-uh. But see, that's one of the that's one of the social Not issues that happen. I can't I can't I can't um I can't have a rational conversation about that social issue, you know, that's dealt with in that movie. So there's no way Mm-mm. as a kid. And that might be why that might be why maybe I, 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 because I'm sure that my emotional reaction to it in that moment, I didn't have awareness of my emo that I was having an emotional reaction, but I think I definitely was. And I think it definitely influenced like now <laughs> the stuff that really gets me going. Yeah. So, congratulations, Disney. You created a, Monster. Burned me. Sunburned <laughs> flower. And then Jacques and Gus. Remind me about Jacques. So Jacques was he was the little skinny one. The the little okay. Cinderella. Okay. He was cool. I remember as a kid, and I haven't seen the, the original Cinderella in a thousand years probably since I was very young. Um, but I remember thinking as a kid, I would hang out with that guy. That guy is going to get into some fun. He's going to get into some shit. I'm, I'm, I'm follow him around and see what happens. Cause it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I liked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little Gus Gus was like afraid of the shadow. <laughs> Gus Gus. Gus Gus. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Jacques and Lucifer, 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 that's what I forgot. Oh, yeah. Lucifer. Oof. Alexander Davis, Lucifer. Yeah. <sighs> Lucifer is like, he kind of reminds me of Flotsam and Jetsam, but he's not evil. He just doesn't 
he is not going to be bothered with anything that even slightly resembles empathy whatsoever. Exactly. He's a complete narcissistic and unapologetic and very aware of it and just doesn't care. Yeah. Which you almost have to respect him. You almost have to, you know what, if you're going to be that way, don't, he's at least like, this is, this is who I am. You know who he reminds me of? I just thought of this and I've, I love James Corden and the, the um, crab, Tamatoa from Moana, kind of the same deal. I love Tamatoa and I love James Corden. He is delightful. That makes sense now. Yes. The crab is very clearly a villain, but you can't help but like him. Like, I just want to, I want to dance to his song. I can't help it. Like, well, damn. You are a hundred percent self-aware, and I I respect that at least. He knows. We may differ on politics. I'm hundred percent with you on you know <laughs> everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Lucifer knew. Lucifer knew what he was doing. Like he knew he was you know getting Bruno in trouble, just like a cat wouldn't mind getting a dog in trouble. Like whatever. <laughs> He knows there's no consequences and he's going to do whatever it is that he does because he's Lucifer. And um, yeah. He's going to do whatever he wants and not give a shit. <laughs> and he, if you even question it, you're ridiculous. You're, you're a clown. Exactly. This is what it, he makes the rules. He makes the rules. And it's just like every cat I've ever had. Exactly. Like, what do you mean? Don't shit in your boot. What do you? Who who do you think you are? In my house. That's my boot. I just allow you to put that shit on your foot. That's cats. <laughs> you can't help but respect the the straight up balls. Just don't care. Yep. So absolutely. He was a dick, but I can't help but respect him. <laughs> He's like a horrible part of nature that, you know, it just is what it is. His instincts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a jerk. He's cute cat, though. He's he pretty. Was. Black and white, right? Yep. Yeah, perfect. Shades of gray. Every cat's a shade of gray. They're kind of <laughs> evil and kind of adorable, and you don't know what to think, and probably they're already controlling you with their minds. Black and white. Mm, I liked him better than the uh, than the Siamese cats from oh, Lady the Drip. They were flotsam and jetsam. That's who they were. They were just straight up. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Evil. Yeah, like they they were just the personification of evil. Yeah. This oof. I am Siamese. Oof. Can't, I don't like those guys. I've never liked Siamese cats because that movie is not horrible. Like, how prejudiced am I? I'm terrible. I'm like, well, I saw what they're like, and I don't like them. I don't need to know for real. I don't need to experience one I know because Disney told me. They do. I have I have a physical reaction to them because of that movie. I see them. I'm like, no. 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 Just bad kitty. Just have a spray ball. and just bad kitty. Just go away. The Shoot. gunner, the baby. No. Yeah, I can't. I 
automatically suspicious if I walk into your house. I'm just I'm going to be very I'm going to be on edge. I'm going to be on alert at your house all the time now. If you've got a Siamese cat. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're low key trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. You know what kind of cat is the best kind of cat? Uh, if I ever have a chance to actually choose a cat instead of a cat winding up in my basement and then continuing to live with me, just bullying his way into my house, it's going to be a Maine Coon cat. They were pirate cats. Like they would go on ships. They're enormous. They're like the size of small dogs. Wow. And they have fur between their toes even because they're built for like New England winters and they would just live on, sh- they were badass. They're like, they're kind of like tiny predators, like, you know, not quite domesticated. They're enormous. That's I love cool. them. Yeah. They're so cool looking. Mm-hmm. Like just their faces they and their tail. Like, yeah. They look wild, but not like jungle cat wild. They look like w- some kind of weird mashup between animals that was never supposed to happen. Like, <laughs> like, a, like a forest animal and a lion had a baby and it was that thing like an ewok and a lion and then they just they were like i i don't this is an abomination just send it to earth just leave it in new hampshire it'll be fine and that now we have them and i want one i want one they're aliens they're aliens and i love them that they are (laughs) all cats are kind of aliens though I would love as we were going through this. Did you have thoughts on any of these other any other thoughts on these characters? No, I think we got everything. As I was going through these, I thought to myself, we really should we really should break down the Jungle Book sometime. Yes, because Baloo That's- is kind of my dude. I want I I wish that I had a Baloo of my own. I love Baloo. He's cool. And a big great thing here. What will you be doing for the rest of your day? <sighs> Get some work finished and then I gotta make shepherd's pie. Ooh, oh, oh, that's one of my favorites. Mm, 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 mm. I love shepherd's pie. I'm already getting text complaints from Bridget because she's the only one that doesn't eat it. So oh, no. as like, like I'm making John's favorites this week because it's his last week home. So I'm making the, the stuff that he likes. So deal with it. That's the way that it is today. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll give you a can of Progresso. You'll be fine. You'll be all right. Yeah. You will live. You will live to tell, you will record this terrifying story of when I said no. My mother no, made me shepherd's phone. I know. I make fun, but I remember being a kid and being like, man, this sucks. It does suck. It does suck. But yours isn't yours. She could make something, right? She's old enough that she could make something. If she didn't make it. Okay. So, yeah. I always like, she loves Progresso um, chicken soup. So I have a cabinet full of, because the shop right at their can can sale. So yeah. when I can get soup for Progresso for a dollar a can, yeah, I stop. Yeah. Up. yeah. <laughs> See like, that I'm at the, with mine where they're not old enough i can't it's not like well then make something for yourself it's like well i'm gonna have to listen to this all day now <laughs> i look forward to the day that i can be like then make a sandwich it's coming 
eventually. Or worse, mom. <laughs> I can't wait till I can tell him to get out of my face. Isn't that horrible? But for real, like, <laughs> I, I think what's, the, what's so troubling for me about having kids is that I remember how devastating it was as a kid. Like, if we were having something I didn't like for dinner, but then at the same time, as a mom, I'm like, well, as a kid, I guess I was kind of an asshole too. And then I have to confront that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh my God, I don't want to send my kids to therapy because of me. I know. <laughs> I am going to, despite my best efforts, I feel like that's where we're headed. That's okay. I did my best. You know, I tried. I tried. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to know no matter how bad I screwed them up, that I wasn't trying to do it. So I have that going for me. All I can say for myself. From what my mind tell me, it's all good. I'm glad that you, because I feel like we do a lot of this. We have a lot of the same styles. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> are you being summoned? I'm being summoned. <laughs> yeah, I gotta let you go. I know. Fifteen keeps texting me. <laughs> I, I better get out of the way, man. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get in trouble here in a minute. I won't prevent you from this Bridget will be bursting into the room. Mom! <laughs> Answer my text. <laughs> yep. I get it. All right. Have fun. Um, I once again will be there in six hours because I love Shepherd's Pie. I have your little present for one for you and one for Nick, so I'm gonna send them out hopefully. Let's see what time is it? Two? I could run over I think I might run over to the post office real quick. Get them mailed out. Yeah.